Welcome in everyone to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here with my co-host James Haskell. And of course, in this episode, as the title shows, we're going to talk about the newest addition to the Ravens flock and a bit of a a bit of a surprise in that it's, a, mm-hmm. it's such a known name. Maybe not surprising that they added someone to the group, but I think the name is the surprising part uh, just before camp. But first and foremost, Jimbo, how you doing tonight? Good, man. Good. Uh, like you said, surprising, surprising move, and I'm excited to talk about it. How are you doing? Hanging in there? It's the start of the weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the O's can, can can pull off the comeback. They're down right now to the Rays, but they took one. They took the first one of the series last night, so um, oh well, what happens tonight? But yeah, big, big signing, and, and it looks like, and we're going to talk about in another video, there might be uh, more on the way, but right now, Melvin Gordon is the newest member of the Baltimore Ravens, joining a very crowded and talented running back room. Mm-hmm. Now with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and even Keaton Mitchell, I'll throw in there. Uh, but you know, this is a this is a big, big name. A, a guy who's a former really high draft pick, a guy who's mm-hmm. been a, a three down back on multiple different teams, been the workhorse. What was your first reaction? How surprised were you when you saw the deal? You know, I I was. Uh, not incredibly at first actually yeah I was surprised and I thought the first thing that came I had this is a message slash contingency for the JK situation mm. maybe it's a little bit more either developed or uh fractured than we thought like maybe the 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 situation with JK is maybe further down the road from moving on from him or the relationship is more fractured than than we're anticipating either way I think it's it's a message so my first my first reaction was I was surprised and my second one immediately went, immediately went to J.K. And the thing I'll wow. say, Glenn, that was interesting to me is that uh, James Robinson today also signed yep. with the with the New York Giants. Yep. Uh, so two former thousand yard backs who have been serviceable on other teams mm-hmm. with two players that are openly publicly about uh, openly complaining about their contract status have now had players added to their rooms that should at least make them turn around and look over their shoulder right now. James Robinson is no Saquon Barkley. Heck no. Not even close. He has, when he's healthy, he has put up. Pretty, yeah. Pretty great numbers in, in spots and, and been serviceable. And mm-hmm. I think that right now in Melvin Gordon's career, you can say the same thing for him where he, you can see him as being healthy, being serviceable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so yeah, I mean a big name he's got, He's got some some production under his belt for sure with the Chargers and then even with the Broncos had a bit of an issue, you know, a whole uh, a, a tiss last year. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody did. Um, and I'm, we're going to really, I think the, the conversation you're going to have is around what it means, what all this mm-hmm. means. But I want to throw this question at you because this is another thing that I thought. What do you think? Does this mean anything for the future of Patrick Ricard? Because now this is another back, right? Like, is Pat officially in your mind solely in the tight end room? Or is this like a, well, we'll take Pat's money and add, give it to a run? You know what I mean? Like, are they, mm. they going to have four running backs and no Pat? Or, th- you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's a, I didn't think about the Pat Ricard angle. I, I think he's probably, at this point, not considered in the same camp as the running backs okay. like he was under Greg Roman since yeah. he was a fullback. I think he's he's definitely more of a hybrid tight end slash. So you fullback. don't think this should make him nervous at all? I don't think so. I mean, maybe, maybe because he, he does carry a decent cap hit, but I, I I don't think so because to me, I don't think the Ravens have a blocking tight end on the roster. They got, 
I mean, they they think they might have one maybe in Travis Volkolek, but he's a rookie. They mm-hmm. know what they got and what, what Pat Ricard can do as far as blocking. That guy can right. block anyone at any level in open space at the end of the line. He can he can hit up up the A gap. I mean, he can do any type of block you want. So I think his his roster position is safe. But my my whole thing is like, is this? Is this truly a message to JK? And I think the timing is kind of interesting. You mentioned the Giants, and and certainly I think uh, Saquon can can at least maybe that that's at least a contingency of if there's a camp holdout, and that makes me think, is that what JK is threatening? I don't, I don't think that's what he's threatening, and I think all reports are saying that him and Gus will be a hundred percent and ready to go come training camp. So. Does this mean that maybe they, maybe that these guys just didn't fit Munkin's system as much as he was hoping? And then in the small glimpses they saw, or he saw of them, does he think maybe this group is missing something that Melvin Gordon has? Do you think there's any possibility that that's the case? I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Um, I think it's more, if it's something to do with the current backs we have in the room that isn't contractual, I think it more has to do with health. Mm-hmm. any concern around health than it is about overall skill because I might be a homer, but I think right now I think Gus is potentially more productive back than Melvin Gordon, uh, even in, in, in this system. And, now, and yeah, maybe, Melvin's maybe, a dual threat though. I he, mean, maybe, and, maybe he gives you more in the past, but Gus hasn't really been given the shot nor Jake, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like they just yeah. haven't been given the shot in this offense where like we see it with JK, but you've also seen that video of JK taking a pitch to the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, so you just never know. So, but but yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess he's the only true proven dual threat at this point in the NFL, like on the roster, because the other guys haven't been given the shot to do so. Right. But I think everyone expects J.K. to do yeah. just fine in that role. And to your yeah. point, I think J.K., I mean, uh, Gus has been underrated as a pass catcher. His first few seasons, he caught every single ball thrown his way. Yeah, what else can you ask a guy to do? So while not given a ton of opportunities, he made the most of them. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, but I so, will say this. Let me ask you because he only rushed. He played in ten games last yeah. year for for the Denver Broncos. He only rushed for three hundred and eighteen yards, just two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Caught twenty five balls out of the backfield, uh, but didn't score as a pass catcher. He's only had one season where he went over a thousand, and that was in twenty seventeen. So he's not. He's clearly not being brought in to be like, in my opinion, to be the guy. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe, and this is, uh, I don't know, maybe Gus's hips, because didn't he have like a hip cleanup or something like that? He something. had something. Yeah. Maybe Gus is just not on schedule to participate in training camp and they just needed a body. I just wonder if the name is, because like it, it doesn't shock me they added a body, but the name is why it's like, this has to be more than just a camp body. Because we both expect JK not to play in the preseason and Gus not to play in the preseason. Well, they're not going to make Justice play every damn snap because right. he's a valuable special teamer and adds something as a pass catcher and a third running back. So, were they just going to give every snap to Keaton Mitchell? I mean, they had to bring in someone, but just the name recognition. Am I reading too much into the fact that he's got such name recognition? No, the only yeah, because ultimately, Glenn, the name with the name recognition and also the deal. We haven't seen all the terms, but it could be up three point one. It makes you think. I don't think he's just a camp guy. Right. Ultimately, I think that's what that's what you're 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 right. saying, right? Is because like How he's crazy. got clout, he's proven, you know. Because yep. if you just wanted a camp guy, you could bring another undrafted kid to right. get some reps and give him an opportunity. But this is definitely more than that. And and here's the thing: I think it makes it more interesting. 
I don't look at Melvin as a threatened to Justice Hill's roster spot because mm-hmm. he's not going to do what Justice does. He's not going to be your best special teamer. So if anything, that's telling me they're going to either keep four running backs or he's a threat to one of those top two guys. Like, because I don't think he could, he's just not a threat to what Justice does. Isn't it funny that we're talking about Justice the least as like, you know what I mean? It's just ironic that the role, you know, exactly. Right. But uh, yeah, it's, it is. So in that way, it is a bit weird, but I think ultimately it's got to be a sign to JK. Like, Hey dude, this train here is moving on. Like you're on it or you ain't, Mm. you know, I mean, I don't know. We have more value than here too. Like I I doubt there's another team that's just like, Oh, wait till JK hits the market. We're swooping in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get that either. It's, it's, it's a real bummer that, I mean, I don't know, maybe it isn't as sour as we think, but it, like you said, I mean, he's real quick to chat with Mark Viviano on, on live television and, and chat about it on your local news. Right. Yeah, man. I don't know if they want, it's just a shame because, he, you know, his rookie year, six six yards of carry, yeah. burst on the scene, you know, likable guy in the community. And and now it's like you make it this and look, we could be reading too much into this. Sure. It's very possible. But this just looks like that relationship is souring and they didn't want to just go in with, like you mentioned, a, a, another undrafted, unproven rookie. They went out and got a guy who at least at some point in his career shown. He can be a reliable guy out of the backfield and as a pass catcher. So yeah, because if not, if and that's the thing, if it's not more serious than just a potential to make the team, like why give him? I'm assuming this is above the minimum, or else they would just say sign up for the vet minimum. Like they wouldn't give the the incentives and and you know a bit more detail. At least that's how I see it, and you know that's how I see it done in the past. Usually, you know, a guy's coming in with a vet minimum because they just say, oh, they just signed this guy, like. You yeah. already know, right? Like when we signed Tony Jefferson back, no one asked for the details of the deal. Nobody wanted because everybody anything. knew what they were. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but with this one, I I, th- I think it's interesting. So I don't know what it means, but I guess let me ask you this: If you had to put your 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 goggles on that look into the future, look into the crystal mm-hmm. ball, mm-hmm. is Melvin Gordon dressed week one? Like, star- oh. like part of the fifty three? I think he's I think he's dressed. Wow. The only thing, here's the thing that worries me. He's a fumbling machine. Yeah. Like that's been his thing all his whole career. He's had those spells where he puts the ball on the ground and coach, coach will put you right on the bench. You'll get in the Mm -hmm. doghouse real quick with Harbs if you're going to put the ball on the ground. But at the same point, Jimbo, if Gus isn't ready, I don't see, I don't see Harbs putting him out there week one if he's not. You know, getting a, a pretty good workload in training camp and showing that he's in football shape and mm-hmm. all those things it takes to be an NFL running back. So yeah, I think I think ultimately, you know, they, again, this is a pretty early prediction, but I think Melvin Gordon's going to be su- suited up week one. Yeah, and, man, that's who. I don't know if I'm as confident as you, but I also don't know if I see it any other way. I don't know if I see it any other way. Uh, it just seems like a bit of a, a commitment from a name standpoint and then the money standpoint just to to have him what sitting there you know hanging on the sideline or on the practice Not squad a special teamer yeah what's he gonna right exactly what's gonna on a special team so but could but, he uh, could he make the practice squad i i maybe because the market right. how it is like maybe 
but he's so suppressed. He started six games yet last year. Started six games. He played in 10 total. He fumbled five times. Oh, that team was a dumpster fire. too. That was, that was, but still, I mean, you're absolutely right. You, you, you you can control holding onto the football that you can't blame that on other people. Right. How many feet are in a mile, Petey? That's How many got, feet are in a dude, mile? Like he's got twenty six fumbles. This dude might as well do might as well do might as well do some ultra marathons, and he's probably running so many miles in dude, practice with fumbling so much. Pick up the ball, five <laughs> laps. That's right. I mean, this guy's got twenty six in an eight year career, Jimbo. Twenty six fumbles. He averages more. What's that? More than three a year? Yeah. If Coach Boone were his coach, he'd have run a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a problem. For that is sure. a serious problem. So, I mean, I tell you what, he's not getting to to five fumbles as a Raven. No way. He, he'll be on the bench before yeah. he gets anywhere near five fumbles. So, that that will be the big tell. But I do think, ultimately, mm. uh, I think he's good. he's got a real good shot of, of making this team because of the money, the name yeah. recognition, and the fact that you have a one disgruntled uh, and also coming back from, you know, a, an injury that he still wasn't back fully from last year. And then Gus's situation. So I think he's gonna he's gonna fight for a roster spot. Wow, here. wow. Well, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Agree with you. I just don't know how it's gonna happen. Like, how will it all look? It's gonna be really interesting to see because he will have cascading impacts on the rest of the roster that is yet to be determined. So, give us your guys' thoughts. Do you like the signing? Do you not like the signing? I think Glenn and I are both intrigued by it. Is I think the yep. way that I would put it. Yep. Interested by it. Um, and ultimately, if he outperforms everybody, you got to give the guy the shot. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we're excited for an open competition. Looking forward to it. What does this mean for JK? What does this mean for the Ravens? All your thoughts in the comments below, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you.